Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Friday, March the 3rd, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith ready to break down the Friday card on this NHL trade deadline day. Uh, you wouldn't know it with the amount of trades and the uh, and the quality, I guess you could say, of players that have been traded here on this trade deadline day. Of course, the worst-kept secret in hockey is that pretty much all the big players and all the big names have moved prior uh, to this trade deadline day. You know it's a slow trade deadline day when uh, Nick Benito and uh, Dmitry Kulikov are the uh, headline acts in terms of players that have been dealt here uh, on this uh, trade deadline day. But that's where we're at. Uh, of course, much of the uh, the bigger fish, if you will, uh, they were sent to their new teams prior to today. But we are uh, still uh, within the trade deadline period. We are less than an hour away from the deadline. So if there are any moves and any trades that are announced within the uh, next hour before the deadline, we will, of course, uh, mention them right here uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, like I said, it's uh, we, we knew this was going to be this kind of day where TSN and Sportsnet would have to probably recap all the trades that have gone on the last week or so on their trade deadline shows today rather than breaking new trades that are just going down. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, though, if we get these last-minute moves. Maybe we'll all have a flurry uh, of minor deals here right before the deadline here. As we, Again, we're about 45 minutes or so away. But, uh, yeah, Alex, I mean, this was uh, definitely something we've been talking about now for several days on this show. It's that this trade deadline day, uh, it's definitely not going to be uh, one that's going to be fl- filled with uh, big-time headline uh, movement uh, trades because of the fact we've seen all the big moves made already. Yeah, it's been more of a trade deadline week this year. And yeah. uh, that's something we've seen kind of in recent years. You know, we talk about how like this day kind of seems to be a bit more anticlimactic in, in recent years because teams are in such a scramble to get everything situated. And they kind of, I think they realized what we talked about uh, yesterday, the point we really hammer home about with from the betting aspect of how we tend to wait and try to fill things out. They want to get these lineups gelled together, these, you know, these lines that are going to be what these GMs and coaches are, are hoping to be the, you know, four lines, you know, three defensive pairings and goaltender uh, duel that carries them to a deep playoff run. They don't want to mess this up. They want to get this right. They want to get everything in, in, in place. They want to find out who's going to work now on the power play and the penalty killing units. Uh, you know, who's going to be logging more minutes, you know, guys who are banged up. How are we going to manage, you know, do the roster management? Are we going to, you know, scratch guys late in the year? The teams that are running away with things like Boston right now, first team to hundred points. Uh, you know, start looking at, you know, okay, what guys do we have that we're going to call up? What guys are we going to rest? They have injury issues now, Marshan getting hurt. So they have a lot of questions to answer for things happening right now, and things are still moving forward. And I think that's why we're seeing, you know, the trade, the big trades happening earlier and earlier, and the deadline day actually kind of, uh, you know, falling a little flat in recent yeah, and uh, definitely, like I say, I guess if you're the Bruins, you're a little happier now. You have Tyler Bertuzzi, right? I mean, obviously, Brad Marchand, we'll have to see what the status for him is moving forward, but he gets injured against Buffalo last night. Uh, they announced that Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno are on long-term injured reserve now for the uh, Bruins as well, so they're going to miss some time. So uh, that's why you accumulate depth at this time of year, and we're definitely seeing that right now from this 
uh, Boston Bruins team, the one team that can definitely probably survive that. All right, last night in the NHL, we'll recap the uh, action. This is one uh, of those nights last night where, again, we saw a lot of new faces with their new teams making their debuts. Gavrikov with L.A. Of course, Ottawa and the Rangers will start there. Uh, Jacob Chikrin making his Ottawa Senators debut. Patrick Kane making his New York Rangers debut. And what a road win for the Ottawa Senators. And I, I did have a piece of them at plus 145. Uh, the best bet on the show was an easy winner with the over there, Senators and Rangers. But what a gutsy win, Alex, for Ottawa. I mean, it didn't start well. It looked like Halak was going to be on his game. He was outstanding in the first period. Ottawa definitely had uh, their share of solid scoring chances, but they just weren't able to finish off uh, many of those opportunities uh, in and around the net. But there is no doubt that uh, Ottawa team was resilient. You know, they were down 3-2. Obviously, they were up uh, 2-1, down 3-2. And then they respond with three unanswered goals uh, in the uh, third period to get the victory last night. Uh, against the Rangers. Can't say enough about how well Chikrin looked in this first game. There was a scary moment where he looked like he got injured, maybe severely, uh, but he was able to return quickly to the game. A big sigh of relief. Could you imagine that? If you're Ottawa, you oh trade for Jacob Chikrin. He's uh, suffered a serious long-term injury in the first game. Thankfully, they avoided uh, that. But, no, it was an impressive debut from him. I can't say enough about Sanderson and Shabbat. I mean, Sanderson played a great game last night. He keeps getting better, that young defenseman. I mean, they've really got a nice core now on the back end that's so much stronger now, bringing in Chikrin to go with those two guys uh, on the back end. You know you've got plenty of weapons up front with Stutzla and Batherson and Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux, who is red hot right now for the Ottawa Senators. Um, very impressive road win, Alex. And uh, really, they just bolstered Pierre Dorian's th- thinking earlier this week that this team is confident. They're playing well. They told me publicly they want me to help make this team better at the trade deadline. And I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to, you know, do right by them and agree to their request to make them better because they feel they're good enough to make this push for a playoff spot. I think they solidified it just a little bit more last night with a very nice road win at MSG. Yeah. You know, we were kind of uh, critical almost in a a joking manner about, you know, this Jacob Chikrin move of like, wow, you know, this is really going to move the needle. And uh, you know, I think, we and I, I guess yeah, I did kind of mention it briefly about how this might fuel that team just mentally uh, to play better hockey, and I think that's exactly what it's done. I think that that like I said, they're they're buying into themselves now, which that's ultimately the the goal. Of, and and usually, what happens when any team that ends up winning, uh, being making the playoffs, winning a conference, or winning a cup, they have to believe in themselves. And uh, you know, obviously, you need the breaks to happen your way on the ice as well. But having that belief now, I think in looking at what happened not only in the Ottawa game, but also looking at what happened to Buffalo last night, now they've got some real momentum going. And it, it didn't really seem like that to me even yesterday, but certainly in the last week. Okay, Ottawa, yeah, beat up Detroit twice. We Big whoop. You know, what are you doing there? But now you beat a Ranger team coming from behind, and a Ranger team that, of course, like we said, still needs time to gel and get loaded. But if Ottawa goes on and wins, let's say, three of the next four off of this four-game win streak, then we'll look back and say, well, holy shit, and especially if, if New York goes on and, and gels the way we expect. Then they'll say, okay, this is a real deal team. They beat uh, a good Ranger team in this the midst of this streak, and now they've put themselves in a position to fight for a wildcard spot. Hell, maybe even can try to claw hard enough if they go on a real run and, and grab that third spot in the Atlantic. So they, they've put themselves in a position that I just – I personally did not clearly see them in this spot 
even as far as yesterday, as, as, as soon as yesterday, I should say. So uh, Ottawa still worried about the goaltending issues, obviously, but uh, but like I said, their belief in themselves, at least it makes them a team worth betting on now in the future. doesn't mean they're going to make a run and get into the postseason, but for betting purposes on a day-to-day angle, Ottawa's a hot team right now. They are. They're a go-with team, and I'm sure I'll be back in the next uh, time we see them uh, take the ice, uh, which will be, uh, unfortunately, it's Columbus tomorrow night, which, uh, you know, they're obviously going to be a huge favorite in that game, and they are over minus 200, but certainly might look at a team total over with this Ottawa team because they can flat out, they're flat out scoring goals in bunches right now. Uh, this team, they they got everybody rolling off. For the first time all year, DeBrinket's rolling, Giroux's rolling, Batherson, Stutzla, uh, Brady Kachuk. They're all clicking at once, and we're seeing they're pretty capable when that happens. You know how we've been talking for a few weeks too, Alex? Rangers and Devils and Leafs and Lightning are set in stone for the first round. Definitely you can say that about the Leafs and the Lightning. There's no doubt that's going to be a first-round series. we got to put up the Lee Corso not so fast, my friend, with this Devils-Rangers first-round series. Devils are only one point back of Carolina for first place now in the Metro Division. So this Rangers-Devils is not a fait accompli that that's a first-round series uh, with the Devils now right behind Carolina for first in that division. So uh, we got to hold the phone on that, uh, definitely that being the first-round matchup uh, at this point in time. Uh, also last night uh, in the NHL, hey, win some, lose some. I know that's the phrase that our – that Mitch and Polly use over on VSIN for the uh, yeah. morning show that they do uh, uh, follow the money. But yeah, win some, lose some when you bet against the uh, Boston Bruins. And uh, you, you've been losing some a lot more than winning some uh, this season. And uh, hey, what can you do? I thought the spot was still great. I have no apologies for betting that spot and that price with Buffalo. But and look, it looked like they had a chance to steal it halfway through that hockey game. But then all of a sudden the roof caved in and Boston exploded. And you know, and when the Sabre defense becomes unglued, it can really get ugly. And we've seen that at times from Buffalo this year. But a 7-1 to victory for Boston. Again, most of the damage done in the third period. But it comes with a cost. Again, Brad Marchand, let's see what his status is uh, moving forward here for the uh, Boston Bruins uh, going into this, in, in, going forward. And, of course, they got a huge game Saturday afternoon. ABC, yeah. first game of their doubleheader. What a game that is. Rangers and Bruins on Saturday afternoon. So, very interested to see how that one goes. But, yeah, Marshawn Hall and Felino now all battling injuries at this point in time for the uh, Boston Bruins. So finally a little bit of a test here of just how much depth this team has moving forward. The Lightning still aren't right, Alex. A 5-4 loss to overtime in overtime to Pittsburgh uh, last night. And I saw a lot of those goals given up by Vasilevsky. That was a that was not a good game for him. There were some weaker goals. There were some short side goals. There was some he was down too early. Uh, giving up way too much of the net above his shoulders. Just the kind of shit that just you don't see from Andre Vasilevsky when he's dialed in. And we saw it again last night against the, the Pittsburgh Penguins who battled back throughout that game. It was a back-and-forth affair, and they ended up eventually getting the win in overtime. Hell of a night for Jeff Petrie uh, as well on the blue line for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. But, yeah, Tampa Bay, they continue to play in a little bit of a fog right now uh, in, with their current form. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they get uh, uh, a nice uh, performance from Tanner Janot in the uh, even though they lost, but not enough as they lose to Pittsburgh 5-4. And here's Pittsburgh now, Alex, four wins in a row. They're adding Benino, and, uh, who's returning to the Penguins from San Jose. Dmitry mm-hmm. Kulikov on the blue line. Here's Pittsburgh once again. They go from, looks like this thing's falling apart, let's sell two weeks ago, uh, to now all of a sudden they've, they're buying. They're adding some pieces. Not like 
big time pieces, but some depth pieces that'll make them a little bit better. And they're starting to win some games again. They've got Tristan Jari healthy again, and here come the Pittsburgh Penguins, very much a threat to make the playoffs now. Yeah, you know they're kind of almost like like we said with Ottawa, you know, just getting this kind of uh, surge at the right time. And, and, and like you said, you know, with Pittsburgh, we've kind of felt, at least I have, where okay, it's just kind of just up and down. It's a they're streaky to the point of you know you have to take everything with them week by week. Uh, you know, and, and and there's certainly not a team I would be looking to do anything futures wise with. Uh, they're literally a, a week by week, and hell, when they're when they're struggling, they're almost a period by period team. The way you have to kind of uh, look at them, something that we talk about a lot more in the postseason about the you know the story mode uh, version of looking at a series or or a game. But uh, as far as just right now, they're in a hot roll, and they also have the fortune of another team in the division kind of flipping out of favor in Washington right now. And it's funny because just just taking a glance at the points and the, the standings, you know, you see what we got four or five teams that have sixty five or sixty six points in the East. But it only really feels like maybe one of those two teams can make it in the postseason where you look at that Metro, everything kind of log jammed. And it's like, you know, Washington's right there. The Islanders are right there behind Pittsburgh. But at the same time, it's just like the Islanders just don't give you that comfortable feeling of that. They can string together something. And that's the thing right now. The the you know, the key is getting hot and going on a streak. What teams out of this East Conference do you trust to get on a streak right now? We see Ottawa doing it. We see Pittsburgh. We know Pittsburgh has the capability of doing that. Tampa Bay, for their struggles, they have the, the capabilities of always just turning things around and winning three, four games in a row easily. Those are the teams I look at where, you know, the Buffaloes, uh, certainly the Washingtons, and, and most definitely the Floridas, even though, uh, like I said, Florida's kind of been a bit more up and down uh, of late. Those are the teams I don't trust right now to string together wins or get the big win when they need it. You know, we have to talk about must-win games now. We always say must win doesn't mean will win. And so that's the thing that's really shaking up now. And it's funny. I think this has changed. We talked about this at the beginning of the year in, in November when we always talk about that's the barometer of who's making the playoffs. I think we have to get rid of that now officially, that you can't say a team's a playoff, a playoff team by Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, or even Christmas. I think the new year has to be the new barometer for that. And, and even then you still could stretch it further because there have been teams right now that, that seem primed to make a deep playoff run that seemed like they were going to miss it all together and teams that we like to win, you know, possibly win the cup or, or make it to the cup final may not get there. And when you start talking about teams like the Dallas stars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there are just uh, and Dallas, of course, uh, you know, not pretty last night, but did get the uh, job done against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and shout out to Matthew, not Matt, Matthew. Uh, Murray for the uh, Dallas Stars getting his first NHL win uh, last night in goal for the uh, Stars in that game. Uh, what else do we have left? What a wild game with the Kraken and the Red Wings back and forth, back and forth. Uh, 5-4 win for the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, over the Detroit Red Wings uh, as they get the uh, job done. The uh, Red Wings, of course, have definitely pulled into sell mode uh, here at the uh, trade deadline, which has continued into today. Jacob Brana was sent uh, to the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, earlier in the day, so uh, interesting there. Oh, by the way, the Buffalo Sabres, there's a trade that's just been uh, come to light. Uh, they have acquired Jordan Greenway from the uh, Minnesota Wild in exchange for uh, a second-round pick this year and a 2024 fifth-round pick. So there you go, Jordan Greenway off to the uh, Buffalo Sabres. This is definitely a change of scenery type of thing here because it, it yeah. wasn't going well in Minnesota this year for Greenway. You know, it gives the uh, Sabres a little more depth up front, someone with a little sandpaper as well. 
uh, a bigger size forward. Uh, I think they need a little of that on the Sabres team. So I like that. They didn't have to give up much. Those are the kind of moves I like Buffalo making here, Kevin Adams, because you're not in a position where you're going all in this year. No way. You just want to – it's still a long-term process, long-term vision, and just a few tweaks here and there uh, to uh, end up trying to make this team better. So that trade just came across the uh, wire. Uh, also last night, again, Dallas 5-2 over Chicago. Minnesota 2-1 to against Vancouver. Damn, that close to the draw cashing in that yeah. game. Uh, but uh, I'm still not shying away from really either of those teams in terms of draws. Minnesota – uh, or Vancouver, because Vancouver's played in one tight game, one one-goal game after another lately. So you might see that continue uh, for them moving forward. L.A. 3-2 against Montreal. A big credit to Montreal, or L.A. rather, for powering through. They weren't at their best. They were off the long road trip. The Jonathan Quickham stuff, I mean, that hit him like a ton of bricks, the emotion of seeing him traded. And yet they pulled it out. You know, they found a way. It was an ugly win. wasn't pretty. didn't play good at times. But they won. A win is a win. And Gabe Velarde had a beautiful goal in the third period to help them along. It was a great game from Kopitar. That's a professional right there, Alex B. Smith, yeah. right? On Jay Kopitar, if that wasn't proof what a pro's pro he is, what a tough week it's got to be for him. No one other than him and Dowdy was closer to Jonathan Quick. You yeah. know, and he talked about how difficult it was, painful it was when they first heard the news. And you could tell in the press conference that they were still shaken up. But he put it aside, and he played an excellent hockey game for the uh, L.A. Kings last night, including scoring the game-winning goal. He has been in excellent form. That's why he's on Jay Kopitar. He's been just the ultimate pro his entire career. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you know, it was we were kind of uh, cautious with that game just off of the fact that, like I said, we didn't know how the you know they were going to handle you know being on the ice without the you know a key member uh, of that lineup. Sorry, just. <laughs> phone going nuts but yeah just uh you know but, but a big way to to get the win and uh you know a gritty 3-2 win which that doesn't look impressive when you talk about playing against Montreal but like I said just knowing where they were mentally uh to grind out and, and get that win that says a lot and like I think this that they needed that they need those those two points mean more than just two points on, on the standings it, it means okay this is tough we're able to rip the bandit off now let's move forward and let's let's do what we need to do in this postseason run and and that's important and that's the thing you have to see and you know we didn't see that obviously of course you wouldn't expect to see that from a chicago a team that's that's tanking and out of it but you saw the 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 reverse of that where they're like okay the, the tank is fully on now we just sent max domi literally across the hall after uh losing the, to dallas our divisional uh rival and now everything's just kind of so you're starting to see things settle in and i think from a betting standpoint that's as important now we know all right, Chicago is now at the bottom of the barrel. We know, uh, you know, a team like Boston, they're they're at the top. And now we got to figure out everything else shaking out in the middle. We got to figure out where things are going to land in the, in the Metro, things are going to land in the Pacific. And I think we're getting that clearer vision out of that now. So with L.A., I think that, you know, that was a, a gritty win. And now we got the clear vision and they have the clear vision in that locker room saying, all right, now we have we have the pieces we need. We made our moves. It was tough. But now here we are. This is the group we go to, to war with moving forward in the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the LA Kings, that was a, you know, not a great spot, everything they've gone through and they found a way to pull out that win. You give them credit for it. Uh, I said yesterday too, about St. Louis, San Jose, just, just bet some goals. And that's exactly what happened over the total in that game. I said, just don't worry about a side, just bet over. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the plan played out that way. Six, three in favor of the uh, St. Louis blues. 
against uh, San Jose. Hey, Barabanov, I, I actually posted all my props for that game on Twitter about 10 or 15 minutes before the game started. And we got Barabanov goal at plus 300 and his point prop as well uh, hitting in that game, which was uh, great to see. Uh, Kopitar goal prop in the L.A. game. Uh, so we had some good props with the ones we posted on Twitter for the two very late games uh, last night. But a 6-3 win there for uh, St. Louis. Uh, and uh, what I think there was one. Oh, yeah, Toronto, of course. 2-1 to one yeah. against Calgary. What, uh, Calgary, another one-goal loss? I'm shocked. <laughs> Can't believe it. Uh, they couldn't find a way to win a close game again. It's only happened all year. Uh, so I can't say we're surprised by that. This time you can't even fault Markstrom. He was very good uh, in that game. But uh, again, Calgary damned by their inability to finish and score a timely goal and a critical goal. They just can't. They can't get offense when they need it. It's been that way all season. And it happened again for Calgary last night uh, in that 2-1 loss. Joseph Wall continues to prove himself, too, as a really solid goalie, at yeah. least as of right now. He has some potential long-term. They played pretty well in front of him defensively. That was a good third period on the road protecting that lead uh, by Toronto. But Wall was very solid, very confident uh, in net, which was uh, good to see. And like I say, maybe he's got a long-term future. You know who doesn't have a long-term future in the music business? Anybody on TSN Hockey that put together no, that music video uh, last night. If you were watching that game, I'm, I'm like, uh-oh, what's about to happen here when they were start, sort of starting to queue it up? And then it came on screen. I'm like, good Lord, what the fuck did I just see and hear? And I was just totally, I was mind blown coming out yeah. of that bad for Bedard uh, music video uh, that was on uh, TSN last night. There was one laugh out loud highlight. I mean, Bob McKenzie, who's been retired from insider, you know, he's not he used to do the stuff that Elliot Friedman and Darren Drager and all these for Sarah Volley and all these guys are doing today. He's retired from that a, a couple of years ago. They called him out of retirement just to bang the cowbell uh, in that music video. <laughs> and that, that actually got a laugh out of me. But yeah, I, I was done watching that. I'm like, I don't know what to think of that, that it's stupid, it's, it's, it's ugly, it's awful, it's terrible. And yet some of it was clever and entertaining and funny. I just don't know what to think after seeing that, Alex. But what I do know is my mind was in a blur after that. Yeah, you said that to me uh, late last night, and I watched it, and I just, yeah, it was pretty much the same. Like, I had no idea how to really even uh react to that when i first watched it it was i mean you know it's and it's funny because the i have to give credit to uh uh digital gambling andy, andy mcneil does work over at visa and he kind of called it out he says yeah he says i'm just waiting for some stupid shit to pop up during the deadline day and sure enough this that that segment apparently is supposed to air today and they actually because all the moves were being made they, they tweeted out and said we're going to show it early and uh i don't know you know they're trying to draw up something i don't even know what they like they, they were you know trying to have a laugh and and uh it just didn't work out that well i didn't think it was that funny and uh you know i mean i get it you know making light of the the situation because obviously the league can't be too happy about teams looking to lose on purpose so they're trying to spin it in, in a fun light obviously and uh you know there's better ways to go about it i thought the tweet that i posted on the ice guys account with thanks jonathan quick you know him photoshopped in like a random uh columbus players uniform i thought that was a lot funnier than the tsn segment because you know those are the things that are really just kind of like they're they're ridiculous but they're important for business purposes in the league you know the uh the guys getting stashed away the the uh i remember when marion host retired they said there needs to be a uh appreciation night for him in arizona like things like that are kind of funny and quirky and you know make fun of the the weird things that go on in the nhl transaction department but that 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 sketch was just kind of lame 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, that was uh, definitely uh, uh, didn't know what to uh, I didn't know how to react after seeing that, quite honestly. But I do know how to react when I see Jimmy Murphy joining us uh, on the Ice Guys show uh, every uh, Friday. Uh, there he is. I think we got him now. Uh, Jimmy, what's up? Can you hear me? In stereo, apparently. <laughs> oh, there. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yep, we got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get you synced into my car here. One second. Uh -huh. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Jimmy is on the way, to, by the way, to a Don Sweeney press conference, I believe, that is going to start in 25 minutes at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So, And obviously, there's a lot for him to talk about uh, the last uh, couple of days. Not just the transactions off the ice and re-signing Pasta and bringing in Bertuzzi. Uh, and, of course, Orlov and them earlier in the week from in Hathaway from Washington. But it's also probably to talk a little about this, you know, the Brad Marchand situation with the injury he suffered last night. And of course, Hall and Felino on LTIR. So when we get Jimmy back with us and synced up, we'll ask him about the Bruins here. And we're finally going to see this team's uh, ability to withstand some injuries tested because they really haven't dealt with any significant injuries for a long period of time. Uh, but And we don't know the prognosis yet uh, as at this point in time on Marchand, but it'll be interesting to see how. Actually, you know what? Marchand looks like I'm actually seeing now he's looks like he's a, he's survived uh, anything serious so that's that's okay. a real good sign for uh, the Boston Bruins yeah M Montgomery saying earlier today he's, they, they expect him barring any setbacks to play tomorrow against the Rangers there you and, go and, and there's um, oh do it Jimmy you ready I got you guys you got me okay yep, you got gotcha. you there we All go right. uh, we were just talking Jimmy looks like Brad Marchand escaped uh, anything significant there with that hit and collision with Peyton Krebs last night against Buffalo Montgomery saying he's going to probably be good to go for that big showdown on ABC with the Rangers on Saturday. Yeah, you know, it, look, I, I'm glad it's, it's great news that he's healthy, of course. Uh, my my thing is, though, and I, I think, I don't know if Al, I was on with you, Alex, or somebody else when I did my show earlier. Uh, why not rest him, though? Well, like, yep. who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, like, start resting these guys, man. Start making Like, if there's any question about his health, which there clearly is, I mean, something made him leave that girl that game early. He's not going to do yep. that unless something was really bugging him. I don't see the point in him playing tomorrow. Um, but, you know, I guess they figure big showdown, like you said, ABC. It's against a team they could potentially face in the Eastern Conference final way down the line. Maybe you want to send messages. I, I don't know. You know, like, who knows why? Yeah. But if I, if I was the Bruins, I'm resting. So I'll ask you this then. If it's if it Would he be playing, in your opinion, tomorrow regardless? Because they just feel, hey, he's good enough to play, he'll play. But let's say this was Boston versus Arizona tomorrow night, no TV instead of a no national TV, yeah. instead of a Bruin no. Ranger showdown. Would he be, you think he wouldn't play if like they were playing in Arizona yeah. or a lesser no, foe? I, no, I don't think he's in there. I, I think, uh, you know, and they're going to deny that till the Kyles come home. They're never going to say, oh, yeah, we did this, for, uh, you know, just for show and. Uh, for ratings and all that, and to, to put forth our best team on national TV. But I think that's exactly why he's in there tomorrow. I also, though, wonder, guys, now as we're speaking, you know, sometimes I have these little light bulbs go off in my head. And now as we're speaking, I, I wonder, maybe they want him in there because Bertuzzi's playing in his first game as a Bruin tomorrow. Have a veteran like him, a guy who really, if you look at it, Bertuzzi's kind of like a Marshan light, same style of play, pain in the ass to play against. Maybe they think, hey, have this guy who he can maybe bond with, be able to talk to on the bench, uh, in the dressing room. Maybe they want him around for that. I don't know. Maybe they just want him in there to help acclimate Bertuzzi. Who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, that could yeah. be part of it too. But look, I'm glad to see he's uh, looks like he survived anything uh, significant for sure. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Oh no, I was just say, yeah, Jimmy, I did mention that with you uh, when we were on your show earlier about you know resting guys and how today's moves they aren't going to be the blockbuster moves that we've seen all week, but they're going to be these smaller depth moves that actually will be more important, especially for teams like Boston that need to rest and once they clinch the division, clinch the President's Trophy. Yep. There's nothing to play for. Then now that's when you need these guys to kind of move up in the lineup. And then we also talked about how from the betting aspect, that's, you know, Ian's wheelhouse of the, of the bargain, you know, been, you know, having those guys third line, fourth liners that have to move up and play first, second line minutes uh, in these in these games late in the year. And if they're playing against a team where they're, you know, playing out the string, it doesn't mean anything. You know, maybe they have a call up goalie or something. Now you've got these great plus 400, plus 500 spots to get goals and shots on props and everything player prop related with guys who are moving around late in the season. So, you know, these moves may not mean much to the win-loss department as far as, you know, who gets in the postseason, who does what, who hoists the cup at the end of the summer. But it does have something to do, and it does affect us as betters. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, for sure. For yeah, sure, no guys. Talk, Jimmy, about all the other stuff that's been there, guys. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, Tabo Bertuzzi, Orlov, and Gat Hathaway. The Bruins have been busy. When we haven't obviously talked since last Friday, so everything the Bruins have done the last week. What's your thoughts? And I was just going to say before I tell you all that, I just want to say a guy to keep an eye on. Obviously, after the night he had last night, is Jake Lauko. Um, this is a guy that I know the Bruins are very high on. Uh, they love him down in Providence, and they're going to give him every shot he can get to stick with this team for the playoffs and, and, and make the roster as an extra uh, to sub in when guys get hurt. So that's a guy to keep an eye on going forward here. But as for the moves, look, man, I, look, I call him Trader Don. Don Sweeney has become one of the best GMs at the trade deadline in a long time. I mean, look at the, the track record over the last five years, what he's done. Uh, it's amazing. And he hasn't had to ship many. I mean, yeah, he's cleaned the cupboards when it comes to draft picks. They're screwed for the next five drafts, but you know, in terms of trying to win a cup, they, they're going all out. And he didn't have to give much off his uh, roster in terms of bodies. So I think he did a great job. Orloff is a guy that I think fits really well into their blue line. Uh, and halfway, he's all So I think he did a good and, and then, you know, great move by Sweeney to hurt. He gets those guys, he gets Bertuzzi as well. So Sweeney's done great. Yeah, uh, I, 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 he's been busy. And look, how, how can you not say that Orlov Cathaway trade's been hasn't been great so far? Look at Orlov yeah. these first few games, unbelievable. Like he's not only doing his thing. We, we know he's a good defensive defenseman. We know shutdown D has always been his role. But he's shooting the puck. He's scoring goals. He's contributing on the power play. He's chipping in the points too. I mean, that's just an added bonus from him. Yeah, guys, it's it's been great to just to see the way he fits in too, right? I mean, I like too the way that Montgomery is every game he's been with a different partner, right? So he's trying to find the right mix there, who's going to blend, but he appears to blend with anyone, and that's a great sign for the Bruins there. And it, it's funny, you know, we had Mark Recchi on uh, the trade deadline show I did today, right before Alex was on, and Recchi for the last few weeks has been just pounding. Orloff's got to go to the Bruins. The Bruins need to pick up Orloff. He is the perfect guy. For, and sure enough, they go and get him and look at how well he's fit. Yeah, perfect fit. 
perfect fit so far. Uh, there's no question about it. I just want to ask Jimmy, because I know Don Sweeney's got the press conference coming up, and that's where you're headed. How much time do you have? Well, who knows with the way these things go. I mean, with my luck, right? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm running a bit late. So this will be the one trade deadline post presser that starts on time. It's scheduled <laughs> for 3 p.m. But I mean, I, I can't remember in the 20 years I've covered this game, I can't remember a post trade deadline press conference that has started on time. It's always usually, oh, we're pushing it back to 3.30. We're pushing it back to four. One time they had a three o'clock that got pushed back to seven. And they only made one move in that four hours. So yeah. uh, it's just, you know, who knows? It's a crapshoot. Was it at least a big move? Probably not. No, no. Actually, I think it was like Brad Boys for a draft pick. Remember that <laughs> wow. name, Brad Boys? Yeah, yeah. 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 So well, hope, hopefully, hopefully load Brad up on Boy. catering, you know? That's, that's... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, they usually uh, – they do. I'll give the Bruins credit. Well, it kind of sucks for me because I'm celiac, so I'm right. gluten-free, but – they do always put out a nice spread from this local uh, pizza place called um, well, uh, Pizzeria Regina. It's a famous place in the North End here, uh, and they've oh, got okay. some great pizzas. So they usually put out a, a shitload of pizza for the uh, for the media there. That's why we're all fat. <laughs> I know you just get fed so well by the uh, the spreads that are available to the reporters and the beat writers there covering yep. these uh, these teams. All right, so all right, we'll let, we'll stick around. You know what we'll do? We'll try to uh, we'll get you out at three. Okay, just in case okay. it starts. Sounds good, yeah, because yeah. I might be just running right out of the Just in case it's that one time they start. So we'll have you on right. for 15 minutes. We'll go through whatever well, part of the card till then, and then yeah. we'll, uh, what's left, you can just say which games you like uh, at the end. Okay. Is there anything else about the trade deadline before we get into tonight's card? Anything else, nope. Jimmy, about the deadline so far you want to talk about? Well, guys, I mean, I know everything's so fluid. In the last 10 minutes, I don't know what's happened because I've been in the car uh, trying to hook up with you guys there. But I, I, I do know that a lot throughout – the afternoon i've got numerous texts saying watch vegas watch seattle has anything happened with those guys nothing yet believe it or not but hmm. we still have 15 minutes yeah we still yeah. have 15 minutes and, and remember and there can be you know, trades guys, announced after 3 p.m eastern because exactly. the trade call goes through before 3 p.m eastern but sometimes you don't hear the official trade until after exactly which i think we're yeah. gonna get a lot of that because i know there have been a lot of trades that have been you know like I said we talked about you know Third parties need needed to be in for you know, cap retention and different things like that. So I think yeah. we'll we probably will you'll probably be radio silence next fifteen minutes and then we'll start getting some stuff in between uh three and three thirty eight. So. Yep, definitely possible. There's no doubt. Uh, so we'll wait on that. And if we have anything uh, more to announce, uh, we will. There's been a couple minor trades the last 10 minutes, but they're so minor they're not even worth mentioning. Like the re Redeem Zahorn, a Dryden Hunt for Toronto and Calgary, Scott Reedy, Jacob Peterson for San Jose and Dallas. So basically minor league uh, players flipping uh, places. Although Dryden Hunt's yeah. been in the NHL, but again, they've got too many forwards, so they decided to trade him. I do want to say, guys, quickly, Billy Garen's just kicking ass at this trade deadline. You yep. see how he flipped Jordan Greenway, right? And then he, yep. you know, he saves some yep. cap space, and then he goes out and he gets Sunquist, who's a, a younger, bigger body. Or not younger, but, I mean, a, a bigger body just like Greenway. So great job by Billy Garen so far. All right, yeah. uh, there we go. Uh, good stuff indeed, uh, definitely. And again, we'll keep you appraised of anything uh, that uh, comes through the uh, wires here in the uh, final 15 minutes. Plus, again, I, like I said, after 3 p.m. Eastern, we could have some uh, trades announced as well. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, all right, let's move on. We've got ourselves a five-game uh, NHL slate here uh, for this Friday night. We will begin with Seattle and Columbus. Seattle minus 165 road favorites, uh, six and a half the total in this game. 
Obviously, no Corpus Allo, no Gavrikov. So what's that mean? It means Columbus is weaker in the blue line, much weaker defensively. That was their best defensive defenseman was Gavrikov. And obviously, Corpus Allo was playing well. Uh, and now you've got, obviously, much weaker goaltending for the uh, Jackets uh, moving forward. And Merzlikens in net, who's had a rough season. He's actually been somewhat okay lately, but mostly on the road. He's still at home, had his issues. I mean, it's actually his home goals against average is much higher than his road. Uh, goals against average. So Merzlikens in net tonight for the uh, Jackets. Uh, by the way, they've also lost a key depth uh, center uh, down the middle. Six-week injury absence now for Sean Corrali, the former Boston Bruins, someone uh, Jimmy knows well. Uh, oblique injury, uh, and he'll miss the ne next six weeks. So uh, that's unfortunate for the uh, Jackets. Again, not so much a big offensive difference maker, but someone that's a, you know wins face-offs good defensively. Another absence that's probably going to make them worse defensively as well. Uh, for this uh, Jackets team. So that's not something you want to see. I'm very tempted to bet Seattle again, even though it's a back-to-back -back year for them. I mean, I just think Columbus is going to be a good go against team. I, I might sprinkle a couple bucks uh, on Seattle in regulation here. It will be Philip Grubauer, we assume, in net after it was Martin Jones last night, who did get pulled in that game. You know, he had his little half-season anomaly of great goaltending, and now he's reverted back into the uh, Martin Jones we've expected here as of late so Grubauer finished that game I still and I think he was on track to start tonight regardless and they, I think he still will end up starting tonight for the uh, Kraken in this game but the bet I really like in this game uh, maybe a small bet on Seattle and regulation but the bet I really like is over six and a half uh, I definitely think you're going to see Columbus as a big time over team moving forward uh, they're still capable offensively of course with what they've got up front uh, with uh, Gaudreau and Lyonnais and uh, look out for Kent Johnson and Marchenko and a healthy Boone Jenner. I mean, they're, they're Roslovic. I mean, they've, they've still got some capability offensively. There's no question about that. Adam Boquist, who I think might be a good prop look for the Jackets tonight. He's just been automatic with his point prop going over, and he's been getting great, great numbers, great prices with his point prop as well. So I think that's probably worth a look. You got to bet Jared McCann point prop in this game. You have to. It's only minus 135. You could even sprinkle on him to score a goal. What is he on, like a seven-game point streak right now? for the Seattle Kraken. Shout out to uh, Dean on Twitter. He did a same game parlay, all of Seattle Kraken uh, player yep. props, point player props last night against Detroit. He had Eberly, he had McCann, he had Beneers, uh, he had Tolvin, he had all these guys that have been racking up the points most of the season for Seattle. Put him in a same game parlay and won the same game parlay. They all got a point last night. So and then like pretty five much and a half minutes it. too. Like it was yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. It was early. Yeah, exactly. You tweeted that out at us, Alex, mm -hmm. in the first period, pretty much. Like it was that <laughs> quick when they had that explosion in the first period. So a lot of that's the a good prop look is a lot of Kraken players point props tonight, highlighted by Jared McCann, uh, because Jared McCann's been on fire uh, for Seattle uh, of late. And like I said, he has gotten at least a point in four straight games and a point for the uh, Seattle Kraken in nine of the last 10 games. Uh, that's my favorite player prop tonight is just Kraken point minus 135. Uh, and over six and a half, maybe a small look towards Seattle and regulation as well. Alex Kraken, Blue Jackets. Yeah, just like that old movie title, Moon Over Miami. It's going to be goals over Columbus probably the rest of the way for the Blue Jackets. And uh, we talked about it yesterday. And, you know, this is one of the the few totals that I like for for tonight. You know, sides and totals a little dicey with, like I said, having you know roster movements. Uh, you know going left and right and not not sure who the lineups are going to be until we see guys taking the ice on warm-ups let alone you know not a whole lot of practices going on so i like this over six and a half probably gonna be riding a lot more uh sixes and six and a half with columbus until we see that number move to seven because that just would be 
defensive depth and now the shoddy goaltending getting worse. Uh, it just seems like this could be a lot of games where they just roll out the puck and uh, and try to see who, who scores the most with, involved in the jacket. So Seattle-Columbus over. All right, good stuff. Jimmy, what do you think here? Seattle-Columbus. Yeah, just ride that over. I'm going to do a double one. Give me the first period over and give me the uh, total over. All right, there we go. Good stuff. Winnipeg-Edmonton. We've got Edmonton minus 155, home favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. Keep in mind these two teams play again head-to-head tomorrow night in Winnipeg. So this is a back-to-back home-and-home between the uh, Jets and the Oilers. Look, I think Edmonton really played well against Toronto. I mean, I know the Leafs were coming off the Springsteen. They made a big deal of that in Toronto media. Oh, maybe you partied too much at the Bruce Springsteen concerts that you were at. Uh, But nevertheless, I mean, I think it was just let's give Edmonton some credit. They played well uh, on Wednesday night against the uh, Leafs. And Matias Ekholm, you talk about someone that was desperately needed for this Oilers team. Matias Ekholm is the perfect fit. They needed someone to shut down the opposing team, the best players on the opposing team. Ekholm will definitely help uh, in that regard. Uh, and we definitely saw signs of that against uh, Toronto the other night. He was very solid in this. Like, he just got to the team that day, and he played an extremely solid, steady game in his own zone uh, against a very good Leafs team the other night. It's just such a big defensive improvement that he alone makes for that Edmonton uh, Oilers team. Uh, so we'll see how they fare here tonight against uh, Winnipeg. The Jets, of course, have been slumping lately. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Kevin Dayoff, by the way, does something here before this 3 p.m. deadline. The Jets have been surprisingly quiet so far. You know, Are they going to just stick with what they've got, or are they going to try to upgrade here in the waning minutes before the uh, deadline? But they've definitely had their share of struggles uh, as of late. They'll be looking to turn things around tonight. That was a horrible loss for them against L.A. They came out starting the way I thought with Hellebuck playing for the first time after he got pulled against Colorado last Friday, but they had a big lead, and they could not hold it. Kings come back and win in a shootout, 6-5 to five for L.A. Uh, over Winnipeg for the fourth straight loss for the Jets, just 1-6 in their last seven games uh, overall. They played well against Edmonton, Winnipeg. They've actually gotten got a 6-2 and two record in the last eight head-to-head meetings. And oddly enough, you know, last year these teams played, uh, it was Winnipeg or Edmonton winning in Winnipeg and Winnipeg winning uh, in Edmonton uh, earlier this season. So we'll see uh, how they fare here. I mean, I like I just like Edmonton's form a little bit more. I don't, I don't like what Winni- how Winnipeg's playing, but I don't want to lay a buck fifty-five. And I, you know, Edmonton hasn't won two in a row at home in a very long time. That's one thing I've noticed. You know, getting two home wins in a row for the Edmonton Oilers. It's been a while since we've seen that for a team that hasn't really played great hockey at home. Like they're fifteen and seventeen at home this year, uh, Edmonton. So my thought process with this game is pass on the side. And if Winnipeg somehow beats Edmonton tonight, I think it's going to set up a great bet on Edmonton tomorrow night on the road where they play better uh, in the rematch against the Jets. That's what I'm open for. Jets win tonight, and Edmonton will bet them tomorrow night when they play in Winnipeg. Uh, totals, I, I think there's going to be – I think there's reasons to like Edmonton a little bit under now with Ekholm there. They're going to start to get a little better defensively, but I want to see more evidence of that. So I'm off the total as well. Alex, what do you think? Jets, Oilers. Yeah, I might grab this first game uh, or first period over uh, in game. Looking at, at Edmonton's first period mark, uh, four and two in the last six, but definitely don't want to look at it two and then we want to lay 165, 170 with a one and a half. So that's the way I would be looking at it. I could see where this might be a bit of a kind of chaotic pace early and then maybe taper off a little late. 
So, uh, you know, maybe even a, a look at a, a full game under end game if you can grab a better price if we, if we do cash that first period over. But, uh, like I said, these are two teams, like I said, you know, with the home and home series. I'm just kind of going to watch and sit out, maybe look for some live bets. Like I said, you know, if Winnipeg can win tonight, definitely would be tempted to maybe look at Edmonton either side or team total over for tomorrow. Yeah, so that, that's what – we're both kind of like that. We, I think Alex and I are in the same boat. We kind of want to see how this game plays out. Yeah. That's something live. And if we don't like anything tonight, we'll bet tomorrow night's game based on what happened tonight. And, and certainly that's my thought is maybe Winnipeg you know, wins tonight. And if so, I think Edmonton, where they play really well on the road, uh, will, and they played well in Winnipeg in the past too, can win tomorrow night. What do you think here, Jimmy? Jets, Oilers. Well, guys, I'll tell you too. I got to run here. I just got I just got to the rink here for the presser, but I'll give you quickly. I want I, I like the uh, the Oilers in regulation for this. All right, good stuff. And uh, I'll we'll run through the uh, remaining uh, three games here: Carolina, Arizona, Jimmy. Anything you like there? I'm gonna pass on that one. Montreal, Anaheim. Uh, give me the Habs. Yeah, Habs is a dog. I think that's yeah. I I, I kind of agree with that. Like flip a coin, take the dog. Two two teams go, uh, rebuilding. Yeah, New Jersey Vegas, uh, great game late night. What do you like there? Ooh, this is gonna be a good one. You know, guys, let me go with uh, Vegas. I think they're gonna go on a little roll right now. All right, Vegas, and they got the job done against a very good Carolina team on TNT on Wednesday night. So we'll see if they can follow that up. All right, best bet, Jimmy. Anything? Any standout? Okay, you like I'll most? stick. We'll stick right there, Vegas, baby. Bruce Cassidy. There you go, Vegas. Best bet for uh, Jimmy against New Jersey. All right, Jimmy, uh, we'll talk to you next Friday. Take care. See you. Sounds good, man. Enjoy, guys. Bye. There we go. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, moments away, we think, from a press conference, unless they decide to drop the bomb on him that you got to wait four hours like it happened before. (laughs) But nevertheless, uh, hopefully that press conference gets underway soon for Jimmy Murphy involving Don Sweeney, general manager of the uh, Boston Bruins. All right, Carolina Hurricanes, Arizona Coyotes. We've got Carolina minus 360 uh, road favorites, uh, six the total in this one. I like the Hurricanes here, minus a half, plus 110 first period puck line. I think that's the best way to approach it. You know, I always say at this time of year, look, Arizona's gotten rid of every, a lot of key pieces, obviously Chikrin being the big one, but other players sent away, Nick Bukestad sent away, who's actually played well lately for the uh, Coyotes. Obviously, they still have Clayton Keller and Hayton and still some guys that are still there. But nevertheless, they've traded away a lot of these key pieces. And their blue line without Chikrin, even before, you know, when he was being sat down while they were awaiting a trade to happen, they've really been giving up a ton of shots, a ton of chances. It's put a lot of rubber on the goaltenders, whether it's been Vimelka or Ingram. They're facing a shit ton of shots every night. This is a Carolina Hurricanes shots on goal bonanza for me as well. We're targeting a lot of Carolina Hurricanes tonight, shots on goal props. Starting with Seth Jarvis. We're not bailing after finally losing yeah. one the other night. We're coming right back to it. You better believe it. Uh, we don't, we're not out until we lose two, uh, the old bumper stumpers line. Uh, that's the way I'm going about it here. And this is the, I think this is the night he gets back to getting the three-plus shots on goal. Arizona just hemorrhages shots on goal allowed to the opponent. So you could go with a bunch of different good options here in terms of uh, shots on goal. Uh, player props. Seth Jarvis, without a doubt, is probably number one. Uh, Brent Burns has been shooting the puck more from the blue line, and this is a team that gives up shots to the point men. Uh, Marty Natchez, who was outstanding, scored a great goal against Vegas the other night, even though they lost that game. Over two and a half shots for him. Marty Natchez, I think that can happen. Uh, Aho, uh, Tara Vinen, um, Svechnikov, those are the group that I would target. All those guys over their shots on goal numbers. I think they all could get over because Arizona gives up 40s 
uh, so many off so many times lately in terms of shots on goal. So definitely Brent Burns to get a point. That's been a very good prop lately. Marty Natchez, anything in terms of his props too, up, not just the shots on goal, but the point prop, the goal prop. You know, he's feeling it right now for the uh, Hurricanes. Ajo has been uh, good, even a goal prop for him. So anything with Carolina goals, assists, and especially shots on goal, worth a look. This team just gives up a ton of shots, Arizona. I think it happens again tonight. And I like the Hurricanes uh, minus a half, plus 110 in the first period. I find with that bet, they'll be ready to go. They'll be focused from the drop of the opening face-off. You know, because of the fact they've lost two games in a row, Vegas to start the road trip, and then the Anaheim game, which John Gibson stole uh, over the weekend against uh, Carolina. I think now with two losses in a row, there's no taking the Coyotes lightly for the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. I think they come out ready to go, and they get the lead going into the first intermission. So first period puck line canes for me. Alex, Carolina, Arizona. Yeah, that's a play I like, too, because I wanted to grab the over three and a half. But then when I saw it opened at 140, quickly went up to 160, 165. That was uh, out of the realm. And I don't do a lot of uh, live team totals, but I'm just going to go with this first period of puck line. I said Carolina was just uncharacteristically, uh, you know, low with shot, not only volume, but even quality of shot. So I understand, like, you know, maybe stacking some players together for, you know, some same-game parlays with those shots on goal props, that's definitely a, a decent look. But I think Carolina should take care of business and be able to kind of name their score here against Arizona. I think they're going to come out pissed off, especially in that first 20 minutes of play and come out of there with at least a lead. All right, so first period puck line. I'm tempted by the over for this reason. Someone there's a good friend of mine, actually, Ski Prophet. I do an NBA show with him uh, on Pub Sports Radio, and he's got access to uh, the website he works for, Wager Talk. They've got Ralph Michaels, who does all kinds of database stuff there. Wonderful stuff. And he, he brought this up to me that the over is like hitting at almost 80% in games involving teams in the game after they play in Vegas, the game before. And obviously, we've got that here with Carolina. Like the over is just insanely profitable for teams playing their first game after playing in Vegas the game before. And here we are with uh, and the, that fits this and that this game fits that angle with Carolina because that's where they were in Vegas uh, in their last game on uh, Wednesday night. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know if there's true logic behind it, like what with a reason why this is happening, but uh, it's. Like the seven uh, yeah. over seventy five percent to the over, you know, for the last I would say couple of seasons for teams that have been at the for to the for the game they play after being in Vegas in their last game. Crazy. It makes sense because think yeah. about where the four usual destinations would be for a team leaving Vegas, right? Number one would be Arizona, yeah. number two would be Colorado, or then you go west to either L.A., Anaheim. You guys even throw in San Jose at that point. We're talking about four of those five, three of those five teams either being. Really bad defensively, Anaheim, San Jose, Arizona. Really good offensively, Colorado. Or yeah. just a team that kind of just plays a, a back-and-forth frenetic pace, L.A. So that makes a lot of sense. That's actually, you know what, using that logic, I could see it. You know, I could see it. You're playing either a bad defensive team, a good offensive team, or both. Usually in the game after you play the Vegas Golden Knights on a road trip. So, And even if you return home. You know, off a road trip, say out yeah. east after playing and Vegas, you're, you're and tired, and then mm-hmm. defensively mistakes creep into your game. You're tired, you're worn down, you're fatigued, and that's when you make mistakes defensively, and the games become higher scoring. So, yeah. So for that reason, I do lean. I might put a couple of bucks on the over, and just because of that trend and that angle. And by the way, Arizona might give up goals because you look at the last few games; they gave up four to Dallas, uh, six to Nashville, six to Calgary. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if Carolina gets to four at least, it's got a reasonable shot to get over. But, again, you need something out of Arizona. That's going to be the question. But I still lean over with that trend. All right, good stuff. we got a couple of games left. Hit the like button, 183 live viewers. Back for the last two games on the Friday card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, Use promo code ICEGUYS. You will get 20% off of every order, and any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys. We have two games left on this Friday slate. Montreal, Anaheim. Anaheim minus 120 home favorites, six the total uh, in this one. The uh, Canadians on a back-to-back. Valiant effort from them last night uh, in L.A. Maybe took advantage a little bit uh, of a Kings team coming off a road trip with the Jonathan Quick emotion of that trade just uh, taking place. Uh, We'll see how uh, how they fare here tonight. Certainly on the Anaheim side of things, Dmitry Kulikov was traded earlier today. We're still waiting to see if maybe John Klingberg is going to be on the move in a last-second deal, potentially. Uh, And again, the deadline is just passed, by the way. It is after 3 p.m. Eastern, but we still might have a trade or two announced here uh, in the next few minutes as maybe a couple of trades just slip uh, across the wire uh, right after the deadline. So we'll keep you apprised of anything if there is. But for me, even with the Montreal Canadiens on a back-to-back, there's either bet Montreal or don't bet a side for me. Uh, at least in this game. And it will be Sam Montembeau and net you would expect on the back-to-back. He's played pretty well late, uh, for at times lately for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, no confirmation at who it's going to be in net for the uh, Anaheim Ducks, but assuming he's not dealt, and you know there was some talk maybe if the, the offer was really, really strong, they might even deal John Gibson away, but uh, we got to assume right now he's still a member of the Ducks. No, no deal has been announced. So if, I'm sure if he's still with the team, he'll be the goaltender tonight for Anaheim in this one. I, I kind of like the over a little bit as well. Two teams going nowhere. Kind of like the premise with St. Louis versus San Jose last night. Two teams going nowhere. No one needs to pay too much attention to defending. You might see these teams trade goals back and forth. I'll say this about Anaheim, too, during their recent uh, last four games. You know, they've scored some goals. Four against Washington, three against Carolina, four against Chicago, three against Washington. You know, the Ducks have scored three-plus goals in their last four games. Four, seven, uh, 11, 14 goals in those four games combined. So, I think with this total being six, the over's worth a look. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Habs, Ducks? Yeah, I guess it's it's so we're not you know hearing anything about Montembeau being moved either. I mean, you mentioned about John Gibson, but I know Montembeau's name was kind of being tossed around too. Yep. So, uh, that's true. He's yep. going to be staying pat as well. So, yep. or yeah, at least nothing nothing yet at the moment. This is a game I'm probably going to just completely pass altogether because it it have to be Habs or nothing. But I haven't really been thrilled about betting the Habs uh, of late. And like I said, this could be one of those games where, especially if we do talk about the goal, goalies being moved or, or people being flipped around. 
maybe just roll the puck out, playing for exercise, kind of an overfield, much like that uh, St. Louis-San Jose game potentially. So this is one I, I don't even want to take a, a stab with. I'm just passing it. Yeah, he scored last night, Josh Anderson. You know, it's a broken record. I get it. But Josh Anderson over shots, Josh Anderson to get a goal, to get a point. They're all worth a look. Matheson, the defenseman's been shooting the puck more. I like his over shots on goal uh, as well for this game. And you're right, Denis Gurionov, you know, just recently acquired from the Dallas Stars, uh, shooting the puck a lot and finally got his first, well, not finally. It's only his, uh, I believe, his second game with the team, but got his first uh, goal with the Habs last night against LA. I don't mind looking at Gurionov, goal and point props. Uh, definitely. Uh, no issue there. Uh, I think definitely you could find the back of the net. And sometimes you like to get, you know, a guy that gets a change of scenery sometimes can get on a roll. Look at Beauvillier with uh, Vancouver. So maybe that's going to be the case here for Gurionov here in Montreal. All right, probably the game of the night here. Last up, New Jersey Devils, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'll be listening to the Vegas feed just because I prefer the Vegas feed. Uh Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty do a great job. Vegas minus, uh, actually, it's New Jersey, I should say. Slight road favorites, minus 115, uh, six the total. So I, I'm just not stepping in front of Jersey uh, right now. I mean, they're they're lighting up the scoreboard. You know, I do worry, though, after that explosion against Colorado, just a crazy game, seven to five. This is what worries me about the bet I like in this game, which is the over. That Maybe they get back to, as Alex likes to say, low and slow uh, here in uh, this game. Um, and Vegas has certainly been trending under. They've played pretty solid defensively, but I also look at it as, you know, Vegas, you know, they played Carolina. Carolina plays low and slow, you know, trying to slow it down, and it's a totally different style that Vegas sees tonight compared to Carolina. This team's just go, 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 shot out of a cannon type of hockey, night in, night out from the New Jersey Devils, and I think it might sweep Vegas into playing a little bit more paced driven hockey game here tonight as well so and when you factor in Aiden Hill who's been absolutely fan uh, he's been really good let's be honest for uh, Vegas since he's taken over uh, from Logan Thompson and from what I understand he is going to start tonight and he is yeah it is now confirmed Aiden Hill is going to be a net they're not going to throw Jonathan Quick in there right away the newest member of the Vegas school tonight so it will be Aiden Hill but if you look at it for Aiden Hill he's played Nashville he's played Minnesota you know he's played San Jose you know, he's played some uh, opponents that aren't going to test him like uh, New Jersey will offensively. And uh, I think the one time he did was the uh, Tampa Bay game, and Tampa Bay scored four. Vegas won that game 5-4, but he did give up four goals to the Tampa Bay Lightning, Aiden Hill. So this will be a good challenge for him with just the firepower the Devils have, especially now getting uh, Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. So I like this over six here with this one uh, in this uh, Devils and Golden Knights game. I'm torn on the side. I'm tempted. This is the one game I'm tempted by the draw tonight. Uh, Devils and Golden Knights. I could see this one going overtime. I could see a close game, competitive game. I don't think New Jersey's going to go in there and blow out Vegas. And I don't think Vegas is going to blow out this really red hot surging Devils team uh, either. So the draw is definitely kind of appealing to me. I'll probably put a couple shekels on that along with the over. And you know damn well what I'm definitely betting tonight in this game as well. You know what? Seven-game streak with a goal, seven-game streak with a point. Dawson Mercer, we're riding that thing until yeah. it, the train falls right off the tracks at this point in time. And Bet365, I swear, their hockey odds makers or the hockey component of that sports book has no clue what's going on. None. Zero. <laughs> yeah, plus 350 on Dawson Mercer to score oh. a goal tonight. Plus 350 over at bet365 i mean that is an that is an outrageous price i'm happy it's outrageous in a good way but i mean if you're an odds maker and you're trying to stay on top of setting good numbers and prices in the nhl you've not done your job with that price 
I mean, this is a guy that scored in seven straight games, and he's plus 350 on at bet365 to score a goal. Even just to get a point, it's minus 110 at DraftKings. Even money for Dawson Mercer to get a point. And all he's done is get one in seven straight games for the Devils coming into tonight. So, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Mercer props keep padding our wallets, and hopefully they do so one more time tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Devils, Golden Knights. Yeah, it's so crazy because just just right now, bet online, I just took small shots with both Mercer to score and to get a point, uh, plus two hundred and minus one fourteen. So big difference there. Uh, so yeah, bet three six five. Sleep at the wheel with uh, with those props. But hey, that's uh, the beauty of it. You shop around, you find the better price, and you hammer it. Uh, but with this, these two teams, like you said, yeah, Vegas, you know, especially at home, they're the under kind of team. I said low and slow like a beef brisket. But New Jersey, they're pretty much like frying shrimp in a wok, the way that they uh, are going to look, like I said, when playing. Oh, I think we lost Alex here uh, we, uh, here on the uh, show. Uh, but uh, he was uh, definitely uh, – yeah, yeah, we lost Alex. Hopefully Alex will rejoin us here in a few minutes. We're about to wrap up anyway. But, uh, yeah, I like the over. Small shot on the draw. And the draw is a nice price here in this game with the uh, Devils and the uh, Golden Knights. You can get it north of plus 300. And absolutely Mercer to score a goal, Mercer to register a point, as we've been doing for multiple games. We got Alex back now. Alex, yeah, yeah carry on I, with what you were not saying. Not sure where I left off, but I was basically saying that uh, Vegas is the beef brisket. They're the lowest low team that usually try to play under, especially playing a lot of tight games lately. New, Jer- New Jersey's the kind of fast team and you mentioned about how they're going to look much faster than what they saw with Carolina who kind of played and matched their style a little bit so they said they could draw Vegas out of their normal element we know they could they have the horses to play uh, up tempo offensively so I do like that draw uh, or uh, like the over but not as much as I like that draw and I think this is going to be where last you know the last game we should have you should have cashed that draw like I said that, that was like you had the right uh, idea with that with Carolina Vegas but that was because of the slower end Teams, you know, they're not going to take too many chances. The shot quality might not be as clean. I, I expect as few more shots from uh, Carolina, of course, in that game. But sorry. And uh, so now, <laughs> so days, folks. it's it is, yeah. Sorry. So um, basically, this feels like it's a higher scoring draw. I could see, like I said, not necessarily it's going to be all two two at the end of twenty minutes, and we're just going to end up being a you know a complete barber. It's not going to be like New Jersey, Colorado the other night, but it, I think we're going to see. Lots of chances. I think we're going to see a bit more physicality, which could lead to some power play chances. And I think this could be just a higher scoring game that happens to go into overtime or shootout. So uh, plus 320. I'm not the only person who thinks that, obviously, by seeing that kind of a price. 320 is worth sprinkling on the draw. And uh, look, look for taking a shot with the over. You might even be able to get a live over five and a half, honestly, here. Uh, I know I've seen you know, some minus 130 for the alternate odds. Don't do not do that right now. Maybe for some of the teams like a Columbus or something, when you see those six and a half and sevens, you want to look for those alternate pregame odds. I wouldn't recommend that for certain games. If you're seeing sixes now, just wait and grab the five and a half a few minutes into the play. There we go. Good stuff there from uh, Alex on this game. He's liking the draw. I'm liking the draw. He's liking the over a bit. I'm liking the over. And I think he's even probably going to sprinkle on Dawson Mercer tonight. Uh, as well with the uh, goal and the uh, point props here uh, in uh, this one for the uh, New Jersey Devils. That's a great late-night game. I mean, I'm very intrigued by it. you got the defensive. They've been a good, hard-nosed defensive team. Aiden Hill's been good in net, 
against this high-scoring juggernaut and this offensive machine that is New Jersey. That's going to be a fun game to watch tonight uh, in the late-night hours with the uh, Devils uh, and the uh, Golden Knights. We do have one trade of significance to talk about just coming through the wire. John Klingberg has been traded to the Minnesota Wild. So there you go, Terry Edelman doing a dance and doing a jig somewhere uh, in his little uh, wild uh, man cave room or whatever he's got there in, uh, in his place. But, uh, yes, John Klingberg has been traded from the Anaheim Ducks to the Minnesota Wild. We don't know what is going back the other way to Anaheim yet, but we do know that John Klingberg is going to the Minnesota Wild. And I would have to think there's got to be a team involved to take that $7 million cap hit with Minnesota. We just talked about it uh, before the show, before we were on air, about how we're one where he get moved, how could he get moved with that hit, and what other team could take uh, that place. And we were saying, well, Minnesota Arizona will probably be out because they've already been you know, uh, picking up salary in these other deals as a third team. I'm really stunned by that. So I, I'm interested to see what's, what's going to Anaheim and who's – there's got to be a third party involved. Yeah, and of course Minnesota now with this little run that they've put together, uh, you know now they're thinking how do we make this team better? As it looked like they were falling out of the playoff race even for a moment, but uh, they've steadied the ship to a certain degree lately. Although they've won nothing but a bunch of tight, low-scoring, close games, but hey, it's the formula that is working uh, right now for the uh, Minnesota Wild, and they bring in John Klingberg who had an atrocious start to the season in Anaheim, but ha- was playing better uh, with the uh, Ducks just prior here to the trade uh, deadline. Uh, All right, good stuff. That is the Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, Great stuff. Hit the like. 200 live viewers. Exactly 200 live viewers currently on YouTube. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Check out patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily Ice Guys show betting card. Tons of bonus content. Uh, We're going to have lots more coming in the weeks ahead, so make sure you sign up. Patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 a month. Absolutely. Also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Spring is on the way. It's uh, getting warm here already, for sure. Uh, get uh, hoodies, caps, t-shirts. we got some mugs. we got things for your dog. we got all kinds of stuff. Check out the shop, uh, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Good stuff indeed. All right, we go wrap the show up with best bets in just a moment right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. uh, You've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. 
and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for Best Bets here to wrap it up for this Friday edition of the show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for Best Bet? We're going with New Jersey, Vegas. Draw, plus 320. Uh, like I said, it should be a fun one. This is going to be a, a great late-night affair for sure. Uh, definitely expecting some goals both ways. Uh, like I said, you know, both teams have been running hot in their own ways. And, and of course, obviously, points are uh, a premium right now uh, for these teams that are trying to make their run into the postseason. Let's go with New Jersey and Vegas. The draw plus 320. That's my best bet for this Friday night. All right. Good stuff indeed. And a shout out to one of our loyal viewers, Jamil, there for that uh, draw recommendation as the uh, best bet right there for uh, Alex B. Smith. New Jersey, Vegas draw uh, for Alex with his uh, best bet uh, on this show. Uh, all right. Best bet here for me on this uh, Friday slate. Um, you know, this one is nothing I love. I'm, I'm going to go with that over in the Columbus game. Seattle Columbus over six and a half minus 120. Uh, let's roll with that. Uh, goals, 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 I think, in that one. Kraken Blue Jackets over six and a half minus 120 for my best bet for this Friday card. All right, that'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, we appreciate it. Join us tomorrow. Huge Saturday slate. Massive one starting at noon Eastern. We'll have our guy kevin beach who's with us on saturdays of course joining the show as well looking forward to breaking down the saturday card join us for that a reminder the ice guys is live monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, amazon music and more download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for alex b smith i'm ian cameron have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 